Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Grand Slam, thank you, ma'am. It's time for Must Have Seen TV, the podcast dedicated to the sitcoms of the 20th century from Isla Lucy to News Radio. I'm your TV guy, Braille White. I'm also a reporter producer for Decider.com. This week I'm joined by three-peat guest of the pod, Katie Healy-Wersberg. Hello, Katie! Hi, how are you? Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Third time is... Third time's a charm. charm, Yeah, the other time's bullshit. Horrible. I Love Lucy, garbage. Garbage. Friends, the worst. Which friends? We watched Chandler in a box. Chandler in a box. Like Thanksgiving ones, yeah, because it was like seasonal. Uh, Seasonal. Holiday, holiday, that's the word I was looking uh, yeah. for. Uh, and, uh, well, this time we, we were getting to make use of a Christmas gift that I got. Ooh, more seasonal. the show we're doing holiday is a thing you can't stream literally anywhere. What a great thing in yeah. this age and day. Yeah. Uh, this week we'll be, we'll be traveling to May 4th, 1987. The Secret of My Success ruled the box office, which is a Michael J. Fox movie that made $110 million Whoa. at the box office. In the 80s? In the 80s. And I had not heard of it until. Is I it did like this. a business? Like, well, comedy? the some of the the one the second S in success is a dollar sign. So, so some kind of business. Some kind of business. <laughs> but it made a hundred. Is he still on um, that show? Eighty-seven Family Ties. I think is still I on. This might be towards the end. Because I remember but Back watching... to the Future Two is like eighty-nine. Oh, okay. So it's... so this is between the Back to the Future Z's. So like I I remember watching Family Ties as a kid. And I was born in 83, and I wouldn't have been four when it ended, because I remember no, watching yeah. it relatively, like, maybe, when it, I, maybe a, it ended when I was, like, six or seven, It had maybe? a long run. Yeah. Um, so I just died, like, I just died in your arms tonight by cutting crew top great. of the charts. So, great. Love it. <laughs> and CBS aired the Designing Women episode, Grand Slam, Thank You, Man, Katie. You must have seen Grand Slam, Thank You, Man, before today. I don't remember, I don't recall in that particular episode, however, I love Designing Women. Mm-hmm. It's, I loved it as a kid, like, when it was airing, and then when they re-ran it on, it wasn't like a Nick at Night no, thing. No, it wasn't. They re-ran it on a it bunch of different... Probably on Lifetime in the late 90s, and well, they were probably just, like, on local affiliates would just rerun yeah, it. Yeah, I, I think, think it was it, on our, like, CBS affiliate or something. I think it was on our, like, Fox, like, one, weirdly. Like, um... Just as, like, logistic reruns, and they were just rerun sitcoms and stuff. But it was one of the sitcoms that, like, if it was on, I would be watching that. You know what I mean? Like, and, like, I remember they would air it on some channel during the summer, during the day. That, like, Mm -hmm. on the days that, like, I was inside. Yeah, this seems like a kind of, like, A&E would run during the, not A&E, but, like, a, um, like, a USA, maybe. Or, like, Bravo, maybe, at the time. Or, like, a TNT or something. Yeah, before, before all those channels turned into, like... The, reality TV and Law and Order. Yeah, the they exact would, same. Yeah. They're, they're all the same. Yeah, they <laughs> would <evolved>. show <laughs> like various like reruns of like sitcoms that had hit the rerun. I remember like being a kid and you're homesick, it's like you're adventuring into like unknown yes. territory. Because yeah, it's like, what true. do you guys play during the day? Yeah. Oh, you play Designing Women. Yeah. But I, I love design. I genuinely loved it. And I remember when I found out that you had never watched it. Yeah. I was genuinely shocked because it's like to me is such a show about like strong southern women. It's essentially a pilot I've already written. <laughs> I think you did tell me about like something you were writing with. So I was like, that sounds like designing yeah. women, which is great because like why not have that show be a show again? Because it's I even never, watching it now it feels yeah. very modern. I never. So I mean, this started eighty five to eighty six was season one for it. So okay. I was 
a newborn. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, and my, so at that point, if your parents don't watch it, you don't watch it. At least that's yeah. the way kind of like, you yeah, know, when yeah. you're, before you're the age of like five or six, you're not making sure. your own TV choices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And my mom loved Golden Girls. So I've watched Golden Girls for as long as I can remember. Like I remember Saturday nights yeah. I would watch Golden Girls, but they never watched Designing Women. Which is so weird to me. I guess because it is a pretty sexy show. Like there's like the sex was a major theme even in this one episode we just watched. Yeah. Um. So I can see your parents not being into that. And I also do wonder what the time because also the show. So it is weird that they like Golden Girls but didn't like Designing Women. And the one difference between the two of them yeah. is that Designing Women is a lot more political at times, usually yeah. just through monologues. Yeah. Um. Which. But it is in general, I think. In, in general, I think it's far more liberal. It's like, yeah. it is a show about Southern women, right? In, in a very, like, capitalist Southern. Like, they're very proud of, yeah. like... It's a bunch being, of blanches. In, and yeah. <laughs> but it is also, like, they... The f- four main characters are four women, all of whom have different hair colors, and only one of whom is blonde, which is apparently a thing in the South. I was, like, reading this article recently. <laughs> all right, I'll talk about that a little bit more later. Um, but then also, like... In the first, like, section of the episode we just watched, there was not a single white man on screen. Yeah. And the first scene was just women. And Anthony, who's, like, played by Meshach Taylor, is, like, the other main character in the show is a black yeah. man. And so, like... Is he all... Is this character gay? Um, no. So, apparently... Because I always kind of thought he was, but yeah. he gets married later... Oh, okay. ...to a, women, a woman. Because I always kind of assumed that as well. Um, and I think there were, like... I don't know why that was a thing or like why that I feel like of our generation, if you heard of that show, you kind of assume that Meshach Taylor's character yeah. was gay, but I don't think it was ever even really implied. So he was an ex-con. So that was like the main thing. Oh. Um, so I think, so it's like a show of Southern women who That's are cool. like only one of whom is married, I think. And then there's like a lot of divorce um, there's a lot of sex that they talk about pretty frankly, and then also that Mishak Taylor is black and an ex-con. So, like, even though it's yeah. not, like, overtly political, except aside from, like, Dixie Carter would, like, give, like, political rants every once in a while. Um, also I found out semi-recently, around the time when Dixie Carter passed away, that she was actually really conservative. Yeah, I've heard that. And she... There she, was, like, a... Yeah, they had a one-to-one deal. Yeah. Linda Bloodworth Tom- Thomason, who was, like, the creator and, like, head writer for a long time, um, she and Dixie Carter would have a deal where, like, <laughs> she, one, every season that she did, like, a political rant like that, she then would get to sing a song. Because yeah. Dixie Carter loved to sing, I guess. I, that's so pretty great. It's, I mean, hilarious. I mean, honestly, she it's like, like win-win, right? Yeah, she's like, I'll do it, but only if I get to sing a song. <laughs> like, why? What so I never, about? I had never seen it. It's also, you cannot stream it anywhere. Which sucks. Um, it's so good. So my husband, I asked for season one for Christmas, and so my husband got me that. So we've been, so I have at this point seen, I think, five episodes. Okay. Great. And your point about it mostly being, so there were some episodes I would end it and I'd be like, was there even a man in that episode? Yeah. Which is kind of also, like Golden Girls would regularly have, well, I guess I assume Meshach Taylor becomes the fifth He's a recurring in season one, so he yeah. is not. This is the first episode I've seen with him in it. Okay, I was I was actually concerned because like in the in the opening credits, like he wasn't listed, and I was like, oh yeah. no, is Meshach Taylor not in this episode? Because I was going to be so he becomes a regular. Whereas like Stanley Zornak yes. is essentially the fifth Golden Girl, but he's never a regular, and okay. he only appears like at most maybe like six times a season. But it oh, is like okay. right, like you know, it does. I'm feel pretty more sure regular. Anthony is in almost every episode. Yeah. He's like their odd job man who like is the delivery guy and like. Um, but, so even though he isn't, like, a designer, he is, like, an equal part of, like, the Sugar Baker Associates, yeah. like, you know, like, they treat him as an equal in terms of, like, the business, you know, so, or not the business, but, like, yeah. interacting with him. They're not like, oh, Anthony, go to, like, it's, they so respect it, his opinion I just feel like it's wild that I don't know if I can think of a Golden Girls episode where there are no men in it, because one of them is yeah. always dating someone or, like, yeah. is having sex with someone, but, like, a couple of the Designing Women episodes I've watched have been just the four of them, and if they have an issue, like, I think the beauty pageant episode that like mm-hmm. which is episode two that has the lights went out in georgia oh it's in the second it's second episode really second or third. i'm pretty sure it's the second one wow i thought that was like much later in the yeah. show yeah and i think that one has no men in it with speaking lines or something wow. like very few because i remember like i think that was all like it's it's a show about women and their relationships with each other and their conflicts with like others and yeah. it's very interesting 
This week on Must Have Seen TV, we're going to be talking about Designing Women episode Grand Slam. Thank you, man. It is the 21st episode of season one and was written by Linda Bloodworth Thomason and directed by Barnett Kelman. Here's how IMDb describes the episode. Suzanne's ex-husband, an Atlanta Braves pitcher named Jack Dent, writes a scandalous autobiography in which she admits to an unprecedented amount of infidelity during their three-year marriage. Katie, how accurate is that? Description. 100%. Totally accurate. Yeah, that's what it is. You really get that name, Jack Dent. Jack Dent, yeah. (laughs) That was like... Yeah, I don't remember how many times, like, Suzanne's been married in the show. Did they say three? I don't know. No, I guess I probably read three-year marriage. Yeah, I think... She definitely has, like, several ex-husbands. She also seems very young. Yeah, she is Delta Bird looks like she's maybe 25. Yeah, that's kind of the weird thing, too, where it's like... It's hard to tell how old people actually are in, like, 80s makeup. Yeah. Well, also, you know? like, because uh, Dixie Carter... So, first of all, I only know all of their real names. which okay. is which, which also, I guess, shows how pervasive... So, growing up, never watching Designing Women, yeah. I knew all four of those actresses' names. Wow. Obviously, I knew Annie Potts, because fucking Janine Melnitz. Yeah. Uh, love those busters. Like, I love... <laughs> that was the other thing. It's like, I remember finding out that you knew Annie Potts exclusively from... Like, what you want. Ghostbusters. And, like, you didn't, um, like... I didn't know having, she was on Designing Women. You didn't know she was Southern. No. I remember we had this whole conversation. You were she's like, from New York. She's Janine. No, she's not. Like, she's yeah. so from Tennessee. Like, yeah. So I looked up, she's from Tennessee. And to me, like, she's so... I associate her most strongly with, like, being, like, a Southern actor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, like, whenever I would watch... Ghostbusters, I'd always be like, oh, right, she's, like, doing this, like, she can do a Queen's See, accent. I'm the other one, you know? I'm like, oh, she's doing a Southern accent No, it's, it's like weird, her real, like, she's from you, Queens. Yeah, <laughs> if you watch her in anything else, she has, like, a vague Southern accent. Because yeah. she plays, um, on Law & Order, she plays, like, a defense attorney, like, throughout a bunch of episodes who has, like, a Southern accent. And she usually defends, like, kids, I want to say. Aww. Um, but it's, yeah, she's definitely... Yeah, so that's the, crazy to me. The episode starts with the opening credits, which it, it is Georgia on my mind, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I've ne- I'm honestly also not that familiar with Georgia on my mind. That me neither. I'd, I'd forgotten that that was like uh, a big song. And it is like the most music. It's so it is so eighties and so very music. 80s. It's just very because like, uh, it's got like the um, saxophone thing. It's a very saxophone sexy. that sounds like. It's Played by a computer, it's like that keyboardy saxophone kind of sound. It's, or it's I think very. You just forget or, how saxophone focused the eighties were. Yeah, they really love their yeah. saxophone. Yeah, and I guess there's, it's it's surrounded in a swirl of synths. It's just it's like yeah. it, there's like a lot of like it just sounds like a breeze blowing through a wind chime. <laughs> you know? uh, and I also love that the opening credits are all, they're all like still shots of what you would assume is like each character's like nightstand like their bedside table oh, in a way or something. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Or it's like because I thought it was like, their desks. Or their desks probably yeah. would make sense I guess. Because it is like a workplace comedy in that yeah. way. Yeah. But they're all really like the photos are very beautiful. Yeah. Like they look like they are classy advertisements from, like, 80s Vogue or something. Or like, like, the colors um, are very nice and the... I think less 80s Vogue and more, like, glamour shots. Yeah. But, like, now we have, like, a particular association with glamour shots. I think at the time, glamour shots were, like, glamorous. Yeah, like, they're all, like, know? very... It's all, like, very nice, like, deep, well-light, like, well-lit. Yeah. Like, it's very, like, cool. It's very yeah. bright and, like, very nice. And you also see um, one of their sons. Is it uh, Juliet Sugar, Julia Sugarbaker's which is son, Dixie Carter? Dixie yeah. Carter. Who? So that blows me away son. because he's in the opening credits via that photo. Yeah, he's not. He like I've seen him. He's in episode like three or four. But it is so weird to me yeah. the foresight. Yeah. I guess they probably already shot the first couple episodes before they aired and then had... It's weird, like, oh, did yeah, they cast good... him to be, hey, you're going to be in the photo, also, we're going to call you to act? Like, yeah. I don't know how, no, what that came first. An, that guy's an actor. He is an actor. I recognize him. I think he plays one of the lawyers on Angel or something. Yeah, he's he does, like, a bunch of stuff like that. I know him as, like, an old lawyer type on, like, procedurals and shit in, like, the late yeah. 90s, early 2000s. So it's weird seeing him as, like, a teenager 20 years earlier on, yeah. Yeah. as a kid. I bet... I, I would be more, like, concerned that they were like, hey, look, you booked this show, you're going to be in it. And then yeah, he's no, like, not really. You're well, like, do you get residuals if you were in a photo on a desk in an opening credit? Probably, Probably not. not. Probably not. So the very first thing that we get, so again, this is not an ABC plotline episode. Although no, it's it is kind of just Very much set up one. like it could be, because it starts off with uh, Julia coming in and wanting to see the newspaper because they placed a $350 ad in the mm-hmm. home section 
Of their local newspaper. Of the local newspaper. Now... Which is probably like an Atlanta, Georgia, because so they're in Atlanta. Yeah. So it's probably like a major metropolitan newspaper. Yeah, I mean, that's a so, big city. Like, yeah. definitely in need of nice southern design. So, yeah. yeah but it is, so like, $350, even not taking inflation into account, is a shit ton of money for an ad, I so, think. Uh, yeah, and I was thinking that too, but then I was thinking about that Twitter thread. Yeah, <laughs> that, that yeah. we talked about. Because uh, uh, all of journalism is dying journalism as we speak. Um, but they were saying, like, it would cost like $500 to place a short uh, yeah, like classifieds a ad. That's why Craigslist was revolutionary. Yeah. So I guess that wasn't that much. I know that, but like, I, oh my, so. Can you fucking imagine? She, she's to, like. Trying to sell a $1,500 car and, and then. 500 <laughs> of that has to go towards. Geez, Fuck uh, that. No, wow. Yeah. yeah. Some things are better, but some things are worse. Most yes. things are worse. Some things are better. Anyway. <laughs> so she's like, I want to see this ad. So she goes to Charlene. Oh, I don't actually remember Gene Smart's character's name. It's Char- Char- Charlene, or is it See, Charlene? See, it should be Charlene, but I'm pretty sure they pronounce it Charlene, and that like I forget. Upsets me. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a very way. southern thing. Like, so Gene Smart is a a genius. Oh God, yes, a yeah. genius. Like she's. I mean, I always mean she's like a really good actor. But like watching her in this, like just in the, she's only in like three scenes. I oh, know Annie Potts is like, maybe one line in this episode, which she is has kind of a shame. More, but it, it's not a ton. Like it's definitely not. It's a Suzanne heavy, yes, like a my, Delta Burke yeah. heavy episode for sure. Yeah. Um, but Jean Smart is amazing, and just like her few lines is like when she's trying to not give like Juliet the um the ad, and she's like, yeah. Juliet, don't I owe you a dollar? What for? Uh. Um, lunch the other day. I, I was short, remember? You know I don't keep track of those things. Just forget it. Oh, no, no, no. I could never do that. It would bother me. Charlene, where's the home section? Um, Julie, you ever look at a dollar bill and wonder where it's been? I, I mean, <laughs> do you ever just kind of hold it in your hand and think maybe it's been with somebody you used to know? You know, like somebody you went to high school with or somebody you used to be in love with or or maybe even somebody you're going to meet and fall in love with sometime in the future and, and you never know that you both had that same doll. And it's so good. I know Jean Smart from, so she was, she's on Legion, which is the okay. FX X-Men drama that I've only seen two episodes of. Okay. She's also on uh, Dirty John, mm-hmm. which just wrapped. Oh, yeah. So she yeah. she plays the lead, the grand, probably. The grandmother. Oh, she plays the grandmother. because yeah, Connie Britton is the Oh, Connie is the Britton lead. is that. Okay. So, so Jean that Smart is, plays her mom. That is some compressed aging. Yeah, the timeline of that, they made the lead character like 10 years younger. And so therefore, like, her but sister getting killed happened it. in like the 90s instead see, of the See, that doesn't it work. It all is... But we met the... This is totally tangent, but the real Deborah Newell came into office. Or, <gasps> really? Job, and she... When I was like, what does she look like? And like, oh, yeah, that's kind of Britain. Like, you can totally I mean, tell. she's gorgeous. Yeah. I can only yeah, imagine. Yeah. But she's like... That's... That is... That's Jean still Smart compressed was aging. also in... And so if anyone wants to go listen to a, not, a seasonal podcast in non-seasonal times, I did the Hallmark... Uh, a very Hallmark Christmas podcast, yes. and she was in a Shoe Addicts Christmas. Yep, which that makes sense. Is one of the best shitty Christmas movies I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it stars Candace Cameron Bure, and Jean Smart plays her guardian angel. Sure, that comes and like, and she does. She's a genius. Yeah, like we talked about how like that script was like, eh, but the fact that it has Candace Cameron, who yeah. if you're going to do one of those movies, you want to bring her yeah. into it. She knows what to do. She's good. Yeah, she'll um, hit her marks. Yeah. And then Gene Smart is just playing a ditzy, flighty, like, first time out of the gate yeah. guardian angel. And that's kind and of the character she plays on Designing Women. Yeah, like, she is the, like, she's kind of, also her, so her delivery on Designing Women is unlike any vocal delivery I've really ever heard. It's she, such, she, she does that like kind of, sort of like, it's a very, like, monotone kind of. And then she'll land it. Yeah, it's, it's so, yeah. it's very airy and yeah because she's kind of like an airhead character yeah it's very so they find she finally like relents and gives her the ad um which is uh a a gnat could roll it up and use it as a high school diploma yep is which is like how big it is (laughs) wow that was a lot of work for that joke you guys very (laughs) but that's also kind of a typical joke for this show because it is like a lot of setup, setup, setup for elaborate punchline you could never see coming. No, and I think that's like kind of Linda Bloodworth Thomason's like, uh, like signature. Yeah, you know, and I think maybe that's one of the reasons that I was drawn to the show 
is that it is like very verbal and yes. wordy in that way. And like even as a kid, I liked that stuff. It's also um, so weird that this is one of the only examples of like almost an auteur sitcom in that mm. Linda Bloworth Thomason writes almost every episode. Yeah, especially early on. Yeah, I think that it was um, maybe episode five or six until someone else had written one. Yeah, and that and that like Archer, every episode is written by Adam Reed. Yeah. Like, or like 90% of the episodes written by Adam Reed. Yeah. Um, but I, I can't the early arrest of development is like mostly Mitch But I, 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 and this may be something I should do for work is actually crush the numbers and see like, what are the auteur sitcoms? Because it is so like, it's so crazy that she wrote basically all of the least season one that I've watched so far. And I think she, it's like a, it is, it's a show that has a very strong, um, like, arthurial voice Yo, you know yeah, like yeah. and and so and she's she remains like the producer with her husband as well i think he's yeah. like the co-producer um and like until like uh, pretty late like several seasons in and then i think maybe it was around when delta burke left that they left too yeah so they both that left, was kind they, of like five a seasons thing. and then both yeah. gene smart and delta burke leave yeah or gene smart's like recurring in six and yeah they... gene smart leaves and then gets replaced by Kind of Jan Hooks and character. Julia Duffy come yeah. in. And those Just, are like two actresses that I fucking love. Yeah. So it's, I, it's like... Because I love Jan Hooks and I was kind of like feeling I think she did besides yeah, SNL, uh, which is a fucking shame because uh, she is... I, I was so incredible and I wish she'd done more. Yeah. Um, but she... Even though I love her and I I loved her even at the time because it was after I'd watched SNL with her like all those seasons when she came on or at least when I saw those. Um, but I still don't like them as much. Yeah, I want um, I want to get to those cast. like out of the context of the time when it's like you're yeah. reading the headlines about like the drama and stuff. Yeah, so I'm yeah. wondering like what it will feel like when it gets there. It's not as good. Yeah. I, I remember not liking it as much because even like because uh, Annie Potts's character gets married because um, she'd been married and then gets divorced. Right. So I, I think she's still married at this. One. I think she gets divorced in like season two or season I think three. She is. She has two kids, yes. and there's like a whole thing of like her breaking up with her husband and like figuring so out much the whole. To yeah, her. there's like a there's a lot of like um, uh, like her kind of trying to deal with like that and like um, because I think there's even a thing where like the husband wants to um have get custody of the kids because she works Ooh. and because they kind of talk about that. I, as far as I pretty vaguely recommend <laughs> remember from watching it in like the 90s um that was one of the plot lines so we but. think that this whole the ad is so small is going to be like the b plot yeah and i no. mean you think it'd be the a plot because it's the first thing that happens well, which yeah, is usually I, what happens well i also like sometimes sitcoms will like start with like a light b and then the yeah. a like comes in sure. And, and it's very like you green. definitely assume that is going yeah. to happen. And so because what happens is then all of a sudden there's a call and it's Delta Burks. It is Suzanne's mm-hmm. ex Jack uh, calls because he's written an autobiography yeah. and he wants her to proofread the the I'm supposed to say manifesto <laughs> manuscript the manuscript <laughs> yeah it's, it's kind manifesto of manifesto of, of conquest mm-hmm. uh, but like and so there's a line where she's like I'll just tell him I read it he'll never know the difference. <laughs> joking. Aren't you just a little bit curious what he said about you? Well, not enough to read a whole book. <laughs> I don't want to read a book. Like, no. ugh, a book? She's like, I trust him. I know that we were like, we were like in love, so it's all going to be fine. Yeah. And then her her sister, Julia, is like, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I will uh, read this. No. <laughs> uh, and so, like, basically, she's like, yeah. I will read it, and I just, like, don't tell me anything about it. Which is like, well, that's going to set up. Yeah. Set yeah. up some and nuts. then that's the whole episode. Yeah, and then it's literally everything after that because the next scene is Meshach Taylor comes. Well, it's like so Julia's upstairs, up. yeah. reading it, and they're like, "It's so quiet. This is the quietest <laughs> we've ever heard her or something." And then when Meshach Taylor, Anthony, Anthony. I'm trying hard to I not always forget say, his name on that show too. For some reason, I don't know. Did Meshach Taylor do anything else? Because for some reason, as a kid who did not watch the show, yeah. I knew who Meshach Taylor was on site. He was in Mannequin. Uh, he was like one of the main characters in Mannequin, oh, maybe. the movie. Um, and also, he just has like one of those names that you're like. So you're Meshach. You're like, yeah, okay, you're cool. Like, I will Meshach. never forget I'll that name. Meshach. Um, and then I have to look at because I looked him up because I wanted to see when he passed away. Um, because it was very sad. He passed away in 2014. Oh, wow. Um, he was on Dave's World. Um, oh, I, well, I watched Dave's World. Yeah. And then he also... Um, I remember that. 
he did a voice on Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. Um, so it's just like kind of after our generation of... Kids watching. Yeah, watching that stuff. But yeah, he... Um, and he's from... He was born in Boston and then grew up in New Orleans for most of his life, apparently. Oh, that's so, a lot of genuine casting. So there's like, yeah. a lot of like... Because they all have like varying degrees of like strong Southern accents. Yeah. Um, and he does have one, in our, which I was like... I couldn't quite remember if he did or not. Um, so he... So basically, like Anthony Bouvier, which is like a very like New Orleans name. Either. Yeah, yeah. So he didn't have any. Uh, he's like, I didn't read it, etc. But then where the but then it was You're revealed. Like, really? It was like, well, no, it fell out and it opened up, and then he read it. <laughs> he it's just like had to. Part, yeah. And it's like, oh boy, he uh, Jack Dent had sex with a shit ton of groupies. Yes, yeah, a lot of groupies. A lot of groupie sex. Julia comes down and she says something about like... What I want to know is, when did this man find time to play baseball? (laughs) Does Jack actually say that he played around while he and Suzanne were married? I don't think I would call it playing around. More like sexual bombing strikes on major American cities. (laughs) It's like... That is a great line. Such a great line. And then my next two notes are Gene Smart is a genius, Dixie Carter is a genius. Because <laughs> they are. Also, what's an, what's Evelyn Wood? He, he talks about, like, uh, he, he didn't read all of it. Anthony says he, it fell out. He didn't read all of it. I'm not, I'm not an Evelyn Wood graduate. Oh, which, yeah. Like, is that like a school? It must, maybe it's like a speed reading reference. It was definitely a, re- it felt like a reference that yeah. like, we just didnn't get being Evelyn, that it's 2019. Evelyn Wood is a British Army officer? It definitely is probably not what... Evelyn would, maybe. Um, you know, whatever. Who knows? Um, no. So then when uh, Suzanne comes home, it's like, they, they, they end up, like, telling her. Yeah. <laughs> Evelyn Wood is a speed reading uh, teacher. Oh. Which is what I kind of guessed from context, that yeah, it was, that like, speed reading. Um, but that is, like, so... Yeah, I mean, definitely a reference of the time. No yeah. one, no one would, I can't imagine anyone except, like... And it's not even a, re- it's not a regional thing, at least, right? No, no, so she was, she was, a, oh, she was American. Um, let's see. Oh, okay, so, the system was taught in seminars as Evelyn Wood's Speed Reading Dynamics, a business co-founded with her husband, which ultimately had 150 outlets in the U.S., so... Oh, that was all over the place. Yeah, That'd definitely. Pretty widespread. So Annie Potts also gets so one of Annie Potts's good jokes. Doesn't she? Isn't she the one that says like, "Well, he didn't name names so much as states." Uh, is that no, her I think joke? that was Julia too. Actually. Oh man, because that—that's also a good. No, that like, was Gene Smart. That was Gene Smart. Okay, yeah. Oh, why would Holly dignify by calling them affairs? At least he was discreet. He didn't name names. He didn't have to. He named states. So that's another good, like another good Charming, joke about yeah. yeah. Uh, yep, and Annie Potts didn't get very many. She was in it, but did not get as many because she is also kind of the straight character. Yes, in throughout yeah, yeah, the show, yeah. like she is like more deadpan and like kind yeah. of set stuff up more um, for like Dixie Carter to like swan in and like. It is really it on. interesting that so like if the so if the Golden Girls represent the four major archetypes of like characters, like if you will, they want a quartet. Mm-hmm. Designing women has like a different version of that Mm -hmm. like it isn't they aren't really one like suzanne and blanche aren't one aren't one-to-one like they are ish but like the fact that she is younger and also like the little sister makes like gives it a different vibe yeah i would Um, say that's the closest analog but like Um, and rose and charlene are charlene is smarter than rose i don't know i think that's that's a pretty close like one to one, but I would, then I, would, I think I don't think that Julia and Dorothy. I feel like maybe what's Annie Potts' character's name? Um, I forgot. She's like so bad. I'll look it up. Like she might be more like so. Like there is no Sophia of these four. Yeah, like nobody's really. No one's like, like a feisty or, little. I would asshole. say like yeah, like Julia is a mix of Dorothy and Sophia. Right. Yeah. Because she'll yeah, be yeah, kind yeah. of like biting. Because I at one point I'm like she's such an older sister. Yeah. Because she's Suzanne's older sister. Yeah. Um. And like I think when they when Delta Burks leaves like uh. There's another sugar baker. I think is Julia Duffy another sugar baker? I think. Yes. Um. That blonde woman. Oh, what's her name? 
Oh, I don't remember her name, but there's another who's like a cousin. Yeah. Comes in, oh, that's it. Yeah. And then comes in, because it's not just the two of them. It's not just Jan Hooks and what's her name. Well, because Julia like Duffy's only one. there for a season, and then they bring in someone to replace her. Oh, is that who yeah. I'm thinking of? Julia Duffy? Yeah. Because there's like the older woman. I'm thinking of the older woman. Oh, I don't know. So maybe maybe that's who Julia Duffy is. Because Julia Duffy was on Newhart. And that's where okay, yes. Yeah. So Julia Duffy's who I forgot about, and then a different woman comes in who's like older. Um, so after they finally end up telling Suzanne okay, about yes. all this, she's like shocked. Mm-hmm. She can't believe it. And then the next scene is them at a sports bar, mm-hmm. which is the only place she's going to be able to go because no one knows her there. Because everyone's getting it. so drunk. Yeah, which just is getting hilarious. all drunk on martinis. Mm-hmm. I also noted that they are sitting in a half booth, mm-hmm. which is maybe the perfect solution to sit for sitcoms. Yeah, because you normally have to see four people crowd around three sides of a table, which is not how anyone ever sits. Yeah, ever because of the fourth wall that the audience has to look at. That's interesting too, because like uh, Seinfeld. They do it in a booth, but, and they, it's, but, a, but it's over one so of their shoulders. Smart, like, but like, if you look, think of the Golden really Girls Kitchen, when any of four of them are seated, seated in a scene, it's three of they them. It's usually, the actual it's usually Blanche, Dorothy, and Rose seated, and Sophia Somebody on a can't. stool. Oh. She brings over a stool from the island and like, usually sits in between. Yeah. like Or someone standing, yeah. or one person standing. There's never anyone sitting on that far end. So a yeah. half booth, which is a thing that exists. Yeah. You do sit at those. Those are the happy endings, their, their main... Like, yeah. sitting, like, because they'll sometimes <laughs> sit at a four-seater if it's only two of them. Right. But if, when everyone's there, they'll sit at a half, uh, half-moon thingy. And then, because then if someone else shows up, uh, Max gets pushed out and he right. falls down. And he's like, okay, there's no room. Guys, there's no room. There's no, and then he falls out. It's such a smart little, uh, smart little thing. Yeah, it was um, smart. Oh, and I did notice, so, like, they're at the sports bar, the game is on, and all of a sudden Jack is being interviewed, mm-hmm. and, uh... <laughs> Look, it's Jack. They're interviewing him on the TV. Oh, that's right. There's a game tonight. Boo! <laughs> I told you we should never let her order a drink that doesn't come with an umbrella in it. Boo! And one of the guys sitting at the bar that turns around and tells her to be quiet is the cop that, bec- that becomes a recep- the reception front desk guy on ER. Yes! Yep. That's who I was trying to remember he's, what big thing I needed. Yeah, he is in the pilot episode of ER as a cop, just playing a cop that gets shot. And then five years later, when he comes in to like play the new uh, front desk person, mm-hmm. they just retroactively make him the same character as Oh, that. really? Yeah. Oh, I forgot like, they, that. Because they reveal, like, yeah, I was a cop at one point, and he has the same name. Oh, so I was like, that's smart. Well, that's really cool. I like that, like, instead that. of casting the same actor to play two, two different characters, they yeah. just make him the Which same guy. And a it's lot. Like, yeah. yeah. And it's like, no, he was just in the pilot episode, and it's now he's so back funny. six years later. Yeah. Um, did he, so he replaced, what's his face? He replaced, I think, Abraham Ben Ruby. The guy who was, like, big trash big, monster yeah. in that episode of X-Files. Yes. Or he wasn't really the trash <laughs> monster, but he hides under the, yeah. um. And he was also, um, uh, the gay son on Wings. Oh, Roy's gay Roy's son great on Wings. Son, yeah. And he was also Olaf the Troll on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, uh, he's because he's like huge. Yeah, he's a huge man. He's a big dude. Although on Wings, he is a baby because he's like a high school. He's playing a high schooler, oh, and so no. he's like this like big puffy faced like cute oh. cutie. It's and that kind so of nice. works for like Roy. Like you'd think that would be his son. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like we basically, gotta do Roy, wings. Roy be, but sweet. Have you done Wings before? No, Ooh, you got to Maybe I'll make my sister come uh, do an episode because part of the reason she moved to Nantucket, <laughs> li- like literally moved to Nantucket, was because of how much she loves wings. <laughs> she lives on Nantucket, an island in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, That's because of wings. It's at this point where I noted that this and Golden Girls are two shows that love stories because the yeah. main point of this whole scene is for Suzanne to tell a story about putting Ben Gay. Hmm. In uh, her uh, Jack, Jack Dent, Jack Dent's athletic supporter. Yeah, which um, is thank what you caused... for using the full phrase athletic supporter. Yeah, I, I, I they call it athletic cup. They don't call it a jock strap. Right? Yeah, so they do call it like slightly less gross. It was all gross. <laughs> but so like she's so drunk that she can't even get out of the bar. Yeah, which is a really fun physical gag. But also, I can't believe her friend. Like the fact that they just let her go. Yeah, she's tanked. It's like she's so drunk. And she's like, I'm gonna go to the stadium, and, and she, then she <laughs> gets up and she walks. She walks over to the brick wall yeah. and then like touches it as if she's looking for a doorknob, <laughs> and then like turns around and is like, No, this is the way to go. And I like how deep it is in the set. It's a really good use of the space. Yeah, it because is. it's not like close up. It's like it's happening off in the background. Yeah, which is really funny. <laughs> it, yeah. 
and they just let her go. Yeah. That's weird. If well, I was her actual... I mean, I think part of it is, like, no one actually likes Suzanne, which is, like, the subtext yeah. for most of, like, the show, is that Suzanne is there, no one likes her. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Julia doesn't like her. Like, she loves her because she's her sister. What are all of their jobs in the design firm? Because so, that's another thing that I've now seen, like, seven episodes, and I don't know because Jean they Smart never actually is talk the, about Yeah, Jane Smart is the receptionist. Receptionist, that makes sense. Um, I think she... There's, like, a thing where, like... Because she got married very young. Mm-hmm. Or, and then... But no, she didn't, because she gets married later. I don't... There's something of, like, why she didn't... Like, how come she has kind of, like, a more blue-collar... Yeah. Lower class kind of, like, background. Yeah. But I, I don't recall. Um, Annie Potts, I think, is, like, the architect designer. Because she's always then, walking around carrying big portfolios. Yeah. And, so. then, G- and then Julia Sugarbaker is the designer. Design, like, the interior designer. Yes. She, so her, she kind of, like, picks her, That's stuff. her house, too. And it's yeah. just filled with so much southern bric-a-brac, mm-hmm. like... And she thing. so she's, like, very much, like, the... Um, it's her studio. Yeah. Like, it's her... Then what does thing. Suzanne do? I think Suzanne is just, just kind she of... she just there? Yeah, she's just there. I think she does have a job, technically, <laughs> but it's very much like a... What? Give me a job. I'm rich. Yeah. You know... So Suzanne goes, so we now find out that apparently in 1986, you could just walk into the Atlanta Braves locker room. Yeah. Because this drunk woman, apparently like right before the game, too, because... I think it's after the game. No, because this, they start, when she says the fat lady sings, and then the, okay, yeah, the cause national the anthem starts. Yeah, I was confused so about that. So I thought it was at too. the end, yeah. too, because a guy's getting, it looks like they're all taking off the uniforms, yeah. so they're probably putting them on. I guess. So she walks in. I noted that these are... A whole bunch of lame-ass, doughy 80s very baseball 80s, players. Yeah, very 80s, very Because you think white. of baseball players now, yeah. and it's like, they are huge monsters. Yeah, they like, they're jacked. just like, they are yeah. muscles. This and is before the uh, steroids, like, yeah. reveal. But or also even, before it was huge, steer- you know what I mean? Like, or like even before uh, athletes were expected to have muscles. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. because these are just like a whole bunch of like, just... Men. Like, they're not. They're just, like, dudes. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, medium dudes. Like, the guy that is getting, I guess, a massage or whatever is getting, like, some physical therapy. Yeah. Like, Something. I mean, like, he's all right. just, like, a, he's just doughboy. Like, yeah. Not in a bad way, obviously, but, like, he just looks like a little, like, baby man. Definitely like a, hey, what's up? <laughs> it's so Oh, weird. she makes me feel cheap. That was so weird. So, yeah. she's, like, confronting him about, like, all this stuff. Uh, and she's, you know, you know, how dare you while you were out. Very well be, but who was it that went out and got your vitamin C pills, huh? And who cleaned the mud out of your little cleats? Your maid? That's right. (laughs) Who do you think was paying her for? Yeah, that's like, this is like the second time we hear about her maid as well. Yeah. Um, which is great. Well, uh, like we Mary, find out, Mary Jo is uh, Annie Potts' character. Ah, uh, okay, Mary Jo. I looked up. So we, so Mary Jo Shively. Yeah. So we find out earlier on that the biggest argument that Jack, like Jack and uh, Suzanne, had was over like, well, he just never cleaned up anything, and I had my maid, and I wanted him to get a maid, but he wouldn't do but it. He wouldn't. And it's how like, can you be with someone like that? <laughs> it's like that's the what? argument. Yeah. Is over them not having two maids. Yeah. It's also interesting too because like. It, so it's established that he's like a very successful pitcher mm-hmm. in the major in Major League Baseball, and yet it's pretty clear that like Suzanne has the money, yeah. has more money than yeah. him. You know what I mean? Which Just, I think is like kind of the whole time. Like you know that like uh, the sugar bakers like are well off. Yeah. Um, but it also because it's not just that like Julia Julia's like company is successful. It's that like. It's family money. Yeah. You know? They definitely come from some money. Yeah. Which I feel like you need to come from some money to start a frivolous business like interior design. Yeah. I mean, not just not to like down, but like Especially, it really helps. Yeah. That's a hard thing, oh, I think, sure. to get going. Yeah. <laughs> just ask Leroy on Instant Hotel. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> God. We should call him right now. <laughs> and then Watch he'll just the talk about all of his. It's at this credits. point, so like she makes, she reveals like, you know, I'm responsible for that loss against the Pittsburgh. Yeah. I was going to say Steelers with Pittsburgh Pirates. Pirates, Pirates yeah. Uh, and I, under, I underlined, basically this show is about ladies' revenge. Yeah. Because yeah. so many of them are, are a man or someone does something wrong to them. And it is a big old monologue. And they like, <laughs> tell them off. And then like, a Linda leave. Linda Bloodworth, oh, and she I'm like, loves monologues. I love that. Coming from 
Coming from a family of a bunch of Southern women, I will say mm-hmm. this is very accurate. Right? <laughs> this is See, this exactly... is why I wanted you to watch this show for so long. I was like, Brett, you're going to love it. I come it. from... It's so good. I come from a family. My mom and all of her sisters have basically uh, cut a... Torn a swap. <laughs> <laughs> Just like... service workers of yeah, the South. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like in a lot of ways, like, I don't... I've only met your mom once, and, like, we're not close at all. Um, but the stories I've heard about your mom remind me of Julia Sugarbaker a fair it's amount. Very much. Um, it is very that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, I wasn't wrong. I come from. Uh, so then we get, so she like storms off. She's drunk, but she storms off because she's got her lady's revenge. And then we like slow dissolve to, uh, a telephone out of the Gilded Age. Yeah. <laughs> It's it like the like, Vanderbilt's telephone. Because also, because it wasn't just like, I feel like you never see these even in like set design anymore, but it was the kind of telephone that has like the, the perpendicular bar across yeah. the top, but then the bottom like um, like curved thing, so it, it like sits in a little cradle on the <laughs> yes, top, yeah. and you pick it up and it has like a curved thing that goes around to your mouth, Yeah. Um, which like, I can't even remember where, there's some like, in my mind, like, oh, that was like a very big... Like, uh, what's the word? Like, those, ex- yeah. I don't know. I can't remember a- what it's from, but it was just like, oh, that thing. That was so 80s. <laughs> well, then we see all of Suzanne's bedroom, and which it is, is just like a satin pink, dream. It's pink just- satin. Quilted, and, quilted bedspread. Like, her, her, like, nightgown matches the pillow. Like, yep. it's just all this, like... Sleeping with a mask. I'm surprised the eye mask wasn't also pink. Uh, you know, why not? Just yeah. go for it. It was black. Yeah, it was black. Was she is, black. she's sleeping to soft rock radio, which just, like, hearing that tone of voice from a DJ just brought back all of my, like, <laughs> those late 80s yes. soft rock radio memories. Yeah. And it's also, it's it's back when everyone sounded like Delilah. Mm-hmm. Remember oh, yeah, everyone, Delilah. Because it used to be, like, everyone sounded like Delilah, yeah. and now it's just Delilah sounds yeah. like Delilah, which is weird. But I used to go to sleep to, I think it was 105.9. It was, like, the heart or something. So, oh like, God. in the day, I would listen to 107.5. Why 107? Because that was the top 40. Get okay. my get my you know rock and roll dance music R and B fix. Get all your pops. But to go to sleep as a seven year old, I needed <laughs> the smooth sounds oh of god. Richard Marx. Oh my god! Some Brian Adams ballads. Sticks. Some yeah, just like some heart oh ballads. The ballads, all the ballads. Just the ballads. So, but ballads. like hearing that soft rock, I'm like, God, that was such a thing. Yeah. So she's listening to it, and, she, and so, like, her phone is ringing, and also she's listening to the radio, and the radio comes on. You're listening to WXIU. Randy Garrett here. We just got a request from my old drinking buddy, Jack Dent. You know, it's hard to turn down a guy who's just made a 4 and O for the season. Suzanne, we know you're listening because it's your habit to tune in after you're in bed. Now, Jack is phoning you from a close-by phone, and if you don't answer... He's going to come break down your door. That's so weird. <laughs> and if you don't answer, he's gonna come in anyway. That was, he's gonna break down the door. Yeah. Is what the guy said. I was just like, genuinely like, ew. And, no. it, and it happens. And then it like happens. you hear the Consuela, the maid, like yelling at him, like, what are you doing? Get out. So, question. And I don't remember if this was like a, a plot point or like a joke in it. Is, it, is Consuela a character you never actually meet? I don't know. Maybe okay. she might be. Because I haven't seen her. I did not know she existed and I have not seen her. Okay. So it's, it's, it is implied in this one episode that Consuela is one of those characters that you hear but never meet. Yeah. Um, like, uh, isn't like Maris, Maris? Maris is kind of like that, right? Yeah. Also um, Stanley and Will and Grace. Are the yeah. hunt, and also I think Fran Fine's dad. Yeah, Fran Fine's dad. There's one episode where you meet him. Yeah. Um, and it's What's-His-Face. Half of Wilson's face. Yeah, half of Wilson's face. Yep, that definitely counts. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's a bunch of that kind of, like, <laughs> I don't like it. It's such a weird, stupid thing. It is. Uh, uh, Vera on Cheers, Norm's yes, Life. Yes, Yeah. Um, so he finally comes in. And then, so then this is where it got hard to t- to figure out what was real and what was not true like what was fake mm-hmm. because he basically says no baby none of that none of that stuff was true i you know the publisher he wanted, just he wanted to try to show he wanted to write a book about baseball but that the publishers weren't interested no. they needed some spice they needed some some uh some page six yeah you know some gossip some, some go- hot goss yeah, hot, some hot, hot goss. baseball goss yeah of his sexual bombing yeah. strikes so he made all of it up and all also, the group of stories were lies apparently that's so that's interesting too because like 
I know that that's like a stereotype of baseball players. Yeah. That they like have sex with like hundreds of people. This is like, also, yeah, this is so similar know? to a che- the Cheers episode from four years earlier than this, season one Cheers, The Boys in the Bar, where Sam's old, like, Sam was a pitcher for the Red Sox. Yeah. So his old buddy was like, oh, he's writing a book. Cool. Yeah. Hold your book. You know, whatever. Hold your book release party at the bar. Mm-hmm. And it turns out his friend is coming out. It's oh. like, I'm actually a gay baseball player. Oh. And he's shocked because they were, like, always bagging chicks back in the day. Oh. So it is interesting. Like, okay. both these episodes are about baseball players releasing memoirs that reveal a secret. Yeah. Except for Jack Dent. Jack Dent. Apparently the big secret was a lie. Yeah. Which I kept waiting for the episode to actually reveal the truth of, like, no, he's just fucking lying because... Jack sucks, which I wrote and underlined. <laughs> and I was like, he obviously sucks, and they're gonna reveal, no, uh-huh. he's lying about lying, and he's a dirtbag, kick him out. That doesn't happen. No. I mean, she doesn't, she, it is interesting. I, one of the things kind of consistently that I, I noticed in this episode is how much sexual agency yeah. all the characters have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Sudan is in control of every element of the situation with he him. Seemed, like, even though she's like, betrayed in the scene yeah. that she finds out every time she interacts with him every time she interacts with anyone it's like she's in control of it she tells him to leave he kind of pushes back a little bit but she's like no get out of here even after they kind of make up and he like kisses her and she's like oh she kind of like likes that he like kisses her goodnight and then he tries to get back and she's like no bye no nope, bye <laughs> Um, and it, so that I thought was like really fascinating for like a show set in the 80s yeah. Um, it's also Jack Dent for being a, you know, the pitcher of the Braves. He yeah. should be very high status. You definitely never feel that. No, no. At all. He yeah. always feels very pathetic. Yeah. I don't think, so I think he was lying about. Lying. The, no, I or, think he was lying about sleeping with all those people. Okay. So, well, yeah, the, so, that's what the plot says. And the thing at the end where he's like, remember that? Remember the athletic cup thing for the yeah. Pirates? Uh, payback. Yeah, now we're even. Um, so he was like. I think that, for me, the way I read it as, like, genuine was that him, like, doing that was a way to, like... Get back at her. Get back at her. Him lose yeah. that. Uh, uh, pirates, not Steelers. Yeah, Pirates. Steelers <laughs> is football. Football. It's the foot- footy balls. Footmers. Um, yeah, but it was... So I, I bought that. And because I do think, like, they did actually have, like, a pretty good relationship, which I think is also an interesting subversion yeah. of the trope of the ex-husbands, where, like, they she actually did get along with all of her exes, and yeah. they broke up for, like, weird, like, Suzanne well, Sugarbaker reasons. Even at the beginning, not... she's excited to talk to him on the phone, because yeah. she's like, he's still in love with me, yeah. this is great. He's not a Stanley. No. See, that's and the thing also, is... And he does, like, everything that, all of his behavior does show that he is still in love with her, mm-hmm. or at least, like, has a great deal of affection for her. Yeah. Um, which is also a subversion of that trope. Yeah, know? I guess it is actually... I was expecting it to do the normal sitcom thing of, like, well, he's obviously a bad person. Yeah. And he's definitely lying about lying, and he's going to get found out, and she's going to be like, revenge, ladies, revenge, part two. Yeah. Two in one episode. Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. Because <laughs> I, I think, yeah, I, I read that as, like, pretty genuine. Um Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And that's uh, the end of the episode. Yeah. I liked it a lot. I'm glad I, I'm glad you have it now, like the season one on DVD. Um, I'm excited for you to watch it all, because I do think you'll really like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wish that it wasn't on DVD. Yeah, I, wish I have it was to be in the living somewhere. room to watch it. I can't yeah. like watch it while I work out or anything. It is crazy that it is not streaming. Anymore. I tried to do an article um, 
I keep I've tried to do this many times at work of do it like why isn't X streaming because yeah. it's such a weird mystery, but it's almost impossible to find out because so I emailed CBS All Access mm-hmm. because that's that's what they it. should have yeah. it and they don't. But there are weird things of like like Blossom aired on NBC, but it was produced by Buena Vista and Touchstone, yeah. which are Disney. So so it ABC has the rights and so on Hulu it says ABC before it plays. Even though it aired on NBC. So yeah. there's all weird shit like that. Like Brooklyn Nine-Nine was produced by like Universal, yeah, but it NBC aired on Universal. Fox. Yeah. But know? that's the thing. It's like it, the company that produces it is not necessarily yeah. who ends up selling it. Yeah. Like, who it's they sell all, it to. So I emailed like CBS All Access. I also yeah. tried, I emailed Linda Blubworth Thomason's like publicist yeah. or, or PR think, person. Because it's get, not like Murphy Brown where they had all of that music, all music right stuff. stuff. I do think that, so I did notice that I think Sony Pictures Television has the rights. I think they are the distribution company for, okay. for designing women. And so Sony, almost all of Sony's shows do not stream anywhere. Really? It's also like, they also, I think, have Bewitched. Wow. I like read the list and it's like, and my, Murphy Brown might be one of them. I think Seinfeld is the only one, but Seinfeld is also owned by like Castle Rock or something. And so okay. they like got, so it might be a Sony thing. Um, so is as close though. as I got. But again, when you email people trying to find all this stuff, it, yeah. they don't get back to you and it's very hard. It's, it's funny too, cause like, I, I think designing women would be really cool to have streaming for a lot of reasons, but it's also, it doesn't feel super dated or super 80s. No, aside from that like, one Evelyn Wood joke. Yeah. <laughs> which we are like, I think from context is a speed reading thing. Yeah, but, it was. <laughs> but like, it, it's, it doesn't feel like it. Like, it looks like it. And, and that's what people would love now. Yeah, and it even in the first because like I will watch season one episodes of shows that started airing in two thousand four, and I'm like, oh god, this feels so dated. Uh huh. Yeah. And this was a season one episode that aired in what you said, nineteen eighty seven, eighty six. That doesn't. It doesn't feel tonally or structurally really or all that dated. Eighty seven. Sorry. Yeah, like yeah. that's. Listen I don't know. Ready for some must have facts? Yes. So, how many people would you think uh, watched this episode of television? Um, 8 million. 16 million people. Jeez. So, for the week, it ranked number 22. Wow! Boy, <laughs> television was different yeah. in the 80s. It's so wild. Wow. So, the top five shows the week this aired, number five was Murder, She Wrote. Yep, makes sense. Four was Moonlighting. Oh, yeah, right. Three was the show we will never do on this podcast, The Cosby Show. Uh, and if we do The Cosby Show, it will be with someone who loved The Cosby Show that we can actually, like, dissect. Yeah. Um, cause Fuck him. That's one of those... Oh, well. Um, two family ties. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. <laughs> and number one was Cheers. Okay, yeah. Okay, so that makes sense. So, yeah. 22? Number wow. 22 for the 22 week. 22 with 16 million viewers. Yeah. That's crazy. So this so this aired as part of CBS's Monday Night lineup. Okay. Uh, and the Monday Night lineup at that time was Kate and Allie. Oh, okay. Which I've never seen an episode of that show. I you know it, why I know that show because it's used as a clue uh, in crosswords a bunch. Oh really? Yeah, because Allie is like a good like, right. crossword name. Because that's Jane Curtin's post SNL yeah. sitcom, yeah. and it drives me crazy that there is I mean, like well, so after. much Jane Curtin Jane Curtin content out there yeah. that I've not seen that yeah. I can't see because it is nowhere. Yeah, it sucks. Jane uh, Curtin is the best. And then some show called My Sister Sam. Oh, that sounds vaguely familiar. Sure, didn't last long. I don't know. Yeah. And then New Heart, okay. and then Designing Women, and then the nine, the ten p.m. drama was Cagney and Lacey. Oh, okay. So that's a very woman heavy, woman heavy, except night. for it's. And then Bob Newhart is the example of like male virility. Yeah, that, like line, the least, that lineup, the least manly like <laughs> version. The most oh like, wow, that's crazy. That's oh what. Fucking hilarious. What a good night of television. Yeah. So on IMDb, um, 659 users rated this an 8.5 out of 10. Yeah, I mean, I would... Would you go higher, lower? Is that right on the money? Maybe a little bit higher, but yeah. I think think it's like not super well balanced for the cast. Yeah, they And I would like to have watched like an episode that was like 
more well balanced amongst like the four to five of yeah. them. You know, like all of them plus because we didn't get any. So like the must see performance of this episode, our options are very limited. Yeah, I would say Gene Smart, even though it was like so yeah. such a small amount of stuff. Delta Burke is amazing. Let's not. I don't want to detract from her. Like, but skills. like you're gonna see. So when you but watch like, this, I do also yeah. agree. You just keep an eye on Gene Smart at all times. She's so funny. <laughs> She's so funny. Uh, must other people see this episode of television? Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. I think it's a very solid example of what a Designing Women episode is yeah. from the, like, half dozen I've seen. Yeah. But also any of the ones I've seen have been a very good example. Yeah, it's it's a solid show. And, like, I think going back to the Artur, Artur point is that yeah, it is because it is such a consistent, like, Linda Bloodworth, Thomason, like, it's so <laughs> her... Um, it's it's like it's like Aaron Sorkin level of like I'm yeah, gonna uh, kind of hey guys, I'm gonna thing. write every episode like yeah. it's so rare for but unlike Aaron Sorkin she actually did it and he did didn't just take credit for the episodes right. other people wrote right? that is the first episode of Design Women that we will be covering on this podcast probably will yeah. not be the last where can people find you on the internet if they want to talk about only designing women and nothing else that's going on in the mm. world because oh, dear God we've got yes. to talk about anything else that would be great um, at K on Twitter. Um, you can, you, this is, lately a lot of random accounts have been following me on Instagram, which I don't know how I feel about. Uh, I don't know why I feel weird about it, but. Are I they just, bots? Some of them are probably bots, but some of them are just like how randos. How often do you use hashtags? I don't, not that much. Because I like, if you I'll use. I use joke hashtags, which, every, yeah. whenever I do that, like some, like a, I'll get a bunch of random bots, but like. So, like, because I use a lot of like menswear mm-hmm. hashtags for my style posts because sure. I'm thirsty for attention. And that will get you a whole lot of artificial... Look at this <laughs> That'll get you a whole lot of artificial likes from just, like... Yes, that's true. Bots and, like, brand social media workers who will just comment. So I run a Bob Newhart fashion Instagram. This is where I think it's hilarious. And, I'll, and I'm posting pictures of Bob Newhart from the fucking 40 years ago that are obviously screen caps yeah. of a man who was in his 40s taken again in the 70s. <laughs> and there'll be people, like, from, you know... Barston and something company, some like you know whatever like brand, awesome content. Love the look. <laughs> yes, Please yeah, check yeah. out. And it's like follow back, bro. Um, mm-hmm. love this. Like you realize these are TV screen grabs. You're like this is uh, a yeah. okay. I mean okay. Cool. You don't understand what's happening. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that might be. But yeah, people can also find you on Instagram, and they should definitely go through and like every photo yeah. of your face Please. from the past. Oh couple my god, years. yes. If you do that, <laughs> or like just pick like. The pictures of me in sneakers? That would be not creepy at all. What? Like, Mm. so, like, Mm -hmm. see, I have that with my swimsuit photos that'll happen every now and then. Mm. It's just like someone goes through and it's like, oh, you're like three years back. Okay, cool. And I don't. Don't do that, you guys. That's so bad. It's like, okay, well, thank you in a way. But also, you can just look at them without liking them. Because that's the thing, it's like, they they know my Instagram works and they know that hate hit in the heart means I'm getting a signal. So they're definitely, you don't. If you do that accidentally, you undo it Which and you hope can that do, they and don't so, notice. And you can do it. They'll never. Know. It's so yeah. quick. Also, do it so quickly. here's the thing. I think a lot of people don't realize that when you leave a comment, you can both edit and delete your comments. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times they're like, I don't know, I can't edit it or I can't delete it. It's like, no, you can delete your comments and you just have to go through to that actual. You have to click through it yeah, and, and then swipe yeah, over swi- and then you get the, the swipe option. over discovery on yeah. Instagram is everything, guys. I thought you could <laughs> for a long time too, but you can. But even like, so. I will go through. Like, if I find someone whose style I like, I'll go through to the beginning and look. And I know, yeah. like, oh, I like that look, but I'm not going to like it gonna now. Like, no, you're not going to like it Five years posts. later. No. That is creepy. Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. Be nice, but don't be creepy. Yeah. Let's talk about designing women. Don't be creeps. And that does it for this episode of Must Have Seen TV. Thanks again to my guest, Katie healy Wersberg for dropping by and talking about designing women with me. Next time, I will be discussing the Sabrina the Teenage Witch episode, Mrs. Craft. Mrs. Craft is in Season 3, it is Episode 14. You can stream Sabrina the Teenage Witch on Hulu, Prime Video, and CBS All Access. Until then, I want to hear from you. Tweet to Must Have Seen TV, and also follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram, and Facebook and Tumblr at Must Have Seen TV. If you like what you've heard, rate and review the show in Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Brett White. Read the words that I write at Decider.com. The theme song is Apollo Throwdown by The Go Team. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. Thanks to all y'all for listening, and I'll see you next time on Must Have Seen TV. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.